Welcome to the Wildlife Gardener podcast. My name is Thomas Nutt and today I'm going to be discussing wildlife corridors. So you can open your garden up to allow life in to pass through your garden so more biodiversity can come and you can enjoy it and also allow it to cope with climate change and other issues that um, the biodiversity and nature in this country is facing. And it'll mean that you can really have a difference, even though you're just doing a small little act. But lots of different things you can do, and I'll be discussing them. But first, I thought I would um, mention my wildlife gardening highlight of the week. I was walking past where we've got a few um, um, birch trees planted, and they're doing really well. And I'm I was so exci- I'm surprised to see all these caterpillars on the um, on the on the leaves of the birch tree. And it's a not a silver birch. It's a um, it's a purple birch, so it's a bit different, but it's you know still has the same value for wildlife as a silver birch would, and it's there were these um, caterpillars, and it was just incredible. They were all um, eating the leaves. Most of the leaves have gone, which was a bit of a shame for the tree, but um, you know it, it'll recover, I'm sure. Um, and I looked up what it was, and I found that it's actually um, not a caterpillar of a butterfly or moth, it's um, a larva of the birch sawfly, and that was such an exciting thing to watch, and it was just amazing. Whenever you would go near them, they would lift their bottoms in the air, and um, all contort into the same shape, and it was just really marvellous to see, um, and that really cheered up my week. So I hope you've all had a um, moment where you've connected to wildlife deeply like I did, and yes, um, now I'll carry on with the episode. So it's really important, I think, to think of your garden not as an isolated being that you can just manage and control. You know, you have a blue tit that comes into your garden, say, and will find a caterpillar in in a hawthorn tree or in, in whatever, you know, in your garden, for example. That, that blue tit can't just rely on your garden. It's going to need to go flying around to different gardens, but a blue tit can fly around, you know, but there are other animals that crawl and um, trot and walk and whatever that need or fly low to the ground or, you know, special different requirements. And if you've got fences up or walls or, you know, there's so many different things that could be causing problems for that wildlife or netting, you know. So it's really important to open your garden up and make sure it um, is accessible to all sorts of life because all sorts of life deserve to be there just as much as we do. So in my garden, um, the front garden of the house, it it's very open, there are no fences, it's just got hedges around it and um, all life can come in and out. The foxes come in, um, deer come in through from the from the woodland nearby, um, very nearby, um, and that's marvellous to see, it's really great. Um, the back garden has a fence around it, which I, I would like to change that, but it's hard to persuade um, everyone in the family to agree to making such a da- drastic decision. Uh, but in the future, I think I will um, persuade people and change things around. But those fences all have holes in, multiple holes, sort of um, probably um, having an issue with the structural integrity of that fence um, because of the amount of holes in it. But um, it's really important. I see hedgerows coming through it. Um, and there are two gates linking the front garden to the back garden. And those gates are um, easily foxes could go through or hedgerows could go through. So that's that's good for that, too. And I think I'll now discuss what types of corridors um, there can be. And one's, it's not just connecting from the outside in, oh, that's really important. I think it's important to think, you know, on a smaller scale also, 
in the garden? How can you create corridors to connect bits of habitat that you've created for wildlife in your garden, meaning that things can move around more safely and, you know, prosper better? So I think it's important to have obviously a garden packed with as much foliage and life and greenery as possible. Um, otherwise, you'd have a paved garden and that's not exactly going to be that good for wildlife. But um, you need to have enough ground cover and plants just covering everything you possibly can. And that means that something can slither or crawl and go through that and rather be sort of out in the open where it could be at risk or not even comfortable to ever do that journey because it could be at such a risk of being predated upon or, you know, just sheer behaviourally it, um, in its behaviour might be um, just refused to almost to cross that boundary or that sort of gap of patio or whatever. You know, really try and bring planting into all areas and, and make it really wildlife friendly so it's got a benefit also. Then I would say that tree belts in a garden, if you've got a big enough garden to have multiple trees, um, say on one side of our garden, on the north sort of facing side, um, we have, I planted um, a hawthorn tree and then there's an oak tree and then there are three hawthorn trees and two birch trees, um, going to be a third birch tree very soon. And I'm also planting three other birch trees in pots, in big plants I'm going to plant up along the side of a, on the drive to um, connect those sort of the oak tree and then other areas. And then at the end of that, there is a, there is a, um, a very large um, Bramley apple tree. So you know, that's a line going round the boundary edge of the garden that is a really important habitat. And you might think it's just a bit strange having a long line of trees, but it's really great for bats because they will go and navigate along that and catch their um, their prey, which they'll echolocate to find. And it's just really important as a point of reference for them. So that's going to be in a few years time when that really starts parts of it to grow up, which are, are newer. Um, it'll be really, really important. And they'll obviously find it very, very valuable. Birds also will find it very helpful because it's a sort of long sort of area they can um, forage in, they can go all the way along. It's all native plants, uh, native trees, so they can go find caterpillars for their young. And it means they don't have to fly between and between um, increasing journeys, wasting time. It means that they'll be able to find more caterpillars in a quicker amount of time to feed their young. As a baby blue tit needs 100 caterpillars a day, and if there's six um, six babies in that nest, it's 600 caterpillars. And, you know, saving the distance that that um, adult has to fly is really going to make a difference to the success rate of that nest. It's also a great um, particulate screening if you've got pollution issues around your area. I mean, it's just a lovely thing also to have... Um, beautiful green curtain going around your garden making you feel enclosed and um, cocooned in a lovely landscape and if you're in a very urban area and you can plant lots of trees in a lucky situation to do that um, you'll make yourself feel more sort of away from the hubbub of life that's bustling around you and also it will um, block out light pollution I definitely seen that blocking out the odd street light that sort of comes through from the road and you know, those trees that you do plant, make sure they're native because they're going to have the best value for wildlife. Most insects will have enough relationships with that and they're specifically going to lay their eggs on it. They're cater caterpillar food plants. Leaf miners will use them. Anything. It's just endless. And those trees are going to be so much more valuable than something, say, from America um, or, you know, anywhere in the world. It's going to def. It's always going to be better. And 
look what's around you in your local environment. Say if I'm looking from my garden, I have a, a predominantly beech woodland around 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 the house and then there's um birch also and you can see some hawthorn and lots of different things and um holly and it's you know a myriad of things but an oak on another side I can see an oak woodland so it's you know you can see what wants to live in your area and you can tailor your garden to that I haven't we've got a beach hedge and we have um I've planted two beech on either side of the drive at the entrance and they're going to be clipped into large topiary domes because I didn't want to have two huge um, beech trees which would cast a large shade across the whole garden um, but having that in a topiarized form in a large topiarized form um, but you know it will still have a great benefit and link to the environment around so you know pull from your environment and get some inspiration hedges in the garden are obviously so important um, we have hedges going all the way around the garden even though we have fences at the back we have hedges going around there and you know it's really really important even if you're you inherit a non-native hedge it's still going to have value and it's going to hold carbon um so you know value it and cherish it and in the garden you can plant smaller hedges and that's going to you know obviously have a a great value and i i do that too i've got um sort of yew hedges um some sort of matrix around the garden and um hawthorn hedging little sort of lower hawthorn hedges and it's really great it um, divides the garden up into more garden rooms and in a garden design sort of way that's really going to be beautiful and lovely but also it's going to have um, a really great shelter for wildlife. Having long grass um, throughout your garden pockets um, and not just in one area I think is really important. Um, I have more long grass than lawn in the garden which I love. I absolutely adore it and I think it's so much more beautiful. Um, it's humming with life and I adore seeing all the wildflowers and just it's captivating it's incredible but if you are able to connect up those areas and having sort of thin strips that connect it it'll mean things that um you'll have grasshoppers and things not being having to go across a mown lawn or something more sort of sterile like a path and it will mean that those um those animals will just be able to easily pass through and will make them feel more sheltered so now going on to connecting the outside into your garden definitely if you have fences create holes and if you can't create a hole in the fence easily you could always dig a hole underneath so there's an easy passage for hedgehogs especially and it's, it's the biggest thing i would say in urban areas that's really preventing hedgehogs especially around where i live so many houses are being modified and their gardens have been have been updated and they put new fences in that are so so efficient that nothing can get get past not even a woodlouse you could even imagine would be able to squeeze underneath that fence so how could a hedgehog and it just fragments their um their habitat and they need to move for miles and it's really not gonna be enough one garden unless you have a huge huge garden and it's quite saddening to think like that so definitely holes and fences and toads and um, newts and everything whatever that frogs want to make their way to your pond and you know if you create all these habitats but lock it up nothing's going to find it and nothing's going to get there so you've got to really open it up ideally you have no fence if you can um, take out one fence panel if you want to connect your neighbor's garden to yours or if you have countryside beyond connect it in 
in the future, I really want to replace our fence, which is getting quite old, which is a bit rickety, um, with sort of a farm wire, not sort of barbed wire or chicken wire, sort of a wider um, fence. We have a field nearby which has sheep in and it has this um, fence around it that's quite low and it's very open. I Definitely a hedgehog could pass through there and the foxes I see in the field, so they hop over and in and out and, you know, you see, I see hair in that field, so it really allows life to get through, even though it's going to create a boundary and make you feel almost a little bit safer from intruders, I suppose, even though it's not really going to stop that. But it's just something I'd really like to do. So that's an idea if you are replacing a fence or thinking you're putting that in rather than a fence. Um, I would definitely say connecting, if you have woodland around, like I do, um, we sort of have a cul-de-sac next to us and then there's houses and then there's a uh, a large um, mainly beach woodland as I mentioned but you know we're very close to it it's it sort of ebbs and flows in and out so it's quite close to us and that's great for wildlife so many birds come in from there and but if you think about things like dormice how could a dormouse which um, might want to extend its habitat because maybe that woodland isn't so rich or you know someone's come and cut down a hazel that it was needing for its food and you know different things like that um if you can connect or persuade your neighbors to cut um to plant things also and create a corridor so they can just hop along branches rather than risking being you know on roadkill or you know things like that is really damaging try and create natural um bridges almost um through trees and Something you might not think about is water, having stepping stones for wildlife with water. I have one pond in the garden, it's not very big, it's probably sort of 2.5 metres long with a sort of metre and a half wide, it's, I mean, maybe even smaller than that. It's it's not very big, it's not um, the most impressive um, pond in stature, but it looks so natural and I absolutely adore it. And I'll be talking about ponds more in a future episode, but it's just incredible and the amount of life that's found it. It's only a year old now, but it's it's doing so well. There's so much life in it. There are frogs in it, um, always hopping around. I ever I go out in the evening, there'll be a couple of frogs looking up at me. And I can't wait and fingers crossed that there will be frogs born next year. I will be so excited if that happens. So if you think about it, um aquatic insects or um frogs or, you know, anything that requires water is gonna going to need lots of different um, envir- um little sort of landing spots to to move its population on to better habitats if it's lost a habitat further down the chain. So I'm also going to be creating a new pond in the front garden because I've loved the pond in the back garden. It's attracted so much life, so many dragonflies, damselflies, um, snails, um, ramsom snails, beetles. It's just incredible. I just can't believe how much life has found it so quickly. Um, so I'm going to be making another pond in the front garden, hopefully meaning that that will also, you know, really benefit because it's much more open in the front garden and foxes and deer maybe more be um, inclined to come and drink from it. So I will be finding that really exciting to do that project. But also it's meaning that that's a pond um, closer to another area where someone, another pond might be and it will sort of, you know, lessen the gap that there would be otherwise and meaning that those insects that will be flying around trying to find water and disperse they'll be able to find things quicker and colonize those areas and we have natural ponds in the woods um, beyond and sort of they form and there are newts in there I see and it's amazing 
but we don't have newts currently yet in the in the pond in the garden but hopefully those newts will better make their way and then they'll maybe make their way into the front garden pond and then if someone over the road makes a pond in their garden in a few years time those newts might be able to move over to that uh, you know it's a chain it's it's really important and you might not think about it because obviously you can't create a stream that's going across you know a whole garden over a road or anything you can't feasibly do that as a individual but just think about it in stepping stones i think that could be really important um, message to take away and in the larger picture of the nation and wildlife conservation um your garden is going to make a difference because wildlife corridors are so so important making large wildlife corridors to connect areas of wild and habitat and hopefully that you know rewilding and things will take up um in the future in the coming years and will connect areas of wildlife and nature so triple SIs or nature reserves which are really rich in conserving specific species but then they'll be able to spread out into the much more restored landscape where um you know ecosystems are fully formed and it's everything's been um reinstated and it's just that could be so much so important and so your garden might be important in allowing a a butterfly that has been um sort of extinct in an area um be able to move across into a new area of rewilding or from a from a triple si you never know if that could happen and that's so important and especially due to climate change um habitats moving north um shifting about five kilometers a year which is mind-boggling to think i honestly can't really get my head around how scary that is um so it's really important that you allow that that wildlife to to move and you know think about how you can plant trees and um make habitats that can connect that and you know ask your neighbors to do the same um maybe make a tree planting scheme in verges i'm doing something like that and it's been really incredible to connect to neighbors and um plant trying to get these trees planted and it's it's difficult but it's you know it's worth doing because it's really 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 re- rewarding really rewarding wow gosh a bit of a tongue twister there i don't know why i'm struggling um so yeah don't forget that gardens can be key in the wider picture of wildlife conservation and i really hope you've enjoyed this and sort of got some tidbits of information or you know just heard things you already know but if anyone's found something interesting here i'd be so so happy and one person if anyone does any tiny little thing to improve their garden then surely that's a triumph i i think um so hope thank you so much for watching and i'll see you next time when i'll be talking about ponds <laughs>